The second round of the NHL playoffs begins tonight. And somehow the first place Boston Bruins will not be participating. Still working through the shock of Boston's first round loss to the Florida Panthers. And we continue to discuss the fallout, what went wrong, and what's next here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And despite Boston's first round loss, we're top 10 on the hockey podcast charts on Apple in the United States today. So thank you very much for sticking with me despite the loss. Lots more to come here this offseason. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Today on the podcast, we are going to discuss Linus Olmark, whether or not he was injured in the opening round against the Florida Panthers, and if so, why he was playing. We're also going to talk about what's next for the Boston Bruins, kind of teeing up what you can expect the fallout to be with this team and what we're going to cover here on Locked On Boston Bruins, as well as a, a personal reflection to end. Reminded that the second round is beginning today, as I just saw someone literally drive by my house with an Edmonton Oilers flag flying out their back window. Still shocking to me that Boston is not getting ready for game one against the Toronto Maple Leafs here tonight as the second round opens. And one of the reasons why they're not going on is the poor goaltending that they received in the playoffs. Linus Allmark definitely did not look like himself. And his numbers were far off the 938 save percentage that he recorded in the regular season. In fact, through six games that he started in the postseason, his save percentage is at 896, 14th among all goalies who appeared in the opening round. Kevin Weeks yesterday reported that like all teams players gritted out to play through major injuries in the playoffs his sources tell him soon to be Vesna goalie Olmark was playing through a debilitating and painful injury that limited his mobility and technique now game five especially it was clear that 
he wasn't playing with utmost ability and confidence with that turnover in overtime. Game six, especially, he looked like a guy who did not have it, whether it be physically, he had lost it mentally, looked like a fish out of water. And he certainly seemed to struggle with movement, rebound control. And if this is indeed the case, if he was playing with a, quote, debilitating and painful injury, why? The Bruins have a capable 1B in Jeremy Swayman. There's no reason to push Linus Allmark when you have another guy who's able to come in and indeed who did come in and play game seven. Now, when asked after game seven about the switch, head coach Jim Montgomery said, you have to ask goalie coach Bob Essensa a little more in detail about that. We all thought Linus, or sorry, we all thought Swayman was going to give us the best opportunity tonight. And that was in game seven. Goalie coach Bob Essensa has a lot of say, a lot of input into who starts. Ultimately, the decision should be Jim Montgomery's. And if everybody had full knowledge that he was playing through a debilitating and painful injury, it's baffling. It's insane that you would not go to Jeremy Swayman earlier. The Bruins were in full control of the series after Uh, Game four, leading three to one. Perfect time to continue your goalie rotation and give Jeremy Swayman a start. Now, hindsight, of course, is 2020. But Olmark gave up 10 goals in games five and six. Games that the Bruins could and should have won. Again, like I said yesterday, when you lead all teams in the first round in total goals, you should be advancing to the second round. The Bruins scored 27 goals in seven games against the Florida Panthers. 3.86 goals per game, which was second only to the Edmonton Oilers. Unfortunately, they gave up 26 goals. So on the aggregate for the series, they outscored the Panthers but they gave up 3.71 goals per game, a full 1.5 more than they did in the regular season. That's 10 goals over the case, over the course of seven games. You delete half of those. The Bruins win this series easily. There's no reason why you go to Linus Allmark if he is indeed dealing with a debilitating and painful injury. Now, it's not to say Jeremy Swayman necessarily rose to the occasion. He allowed four goals on 31 shots in the Game 7 loss, an 871 success rate. But if he's healthy, if he's feeling good, He obviously would give you a better chance to win. You're not even in this position to play a game seven. 
So Jim Montgomery, Bob Essence, uh, they need to answer for this, obviously. If you're riding a goalie who's physically compromised, there's no excuse for that. It's kind of similar to 2021. The Bruins rode to Garask, even though he was dealing with that hip injury that led to surgery, that led to his eventual retirement. They lost, uh, he lost his final three starts against the Islanders, posting an 867 save percentage over that stretch when you had Jeremy Swayman right now, or right there. That was two years ago. Swayman has that much more experience now. Obviously, they trusted him enough to go with him in game seven, or maybe they were forced to because Allmark just couldn't go. But you have to give him a shot in game five or game six at the very latest, especially after that turnover in overtime. And uh, the Bruins will be meeting with the media here today, this afternoon, the players. So we'll get some insight into various injuries and whatnot. And we'll talk about what's next for the Boston Bruins here in a moment. First, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is Game Time. Now, Game Time is the best place to get last-minute tickets for your favorite events. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and a best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect, sight lines, obstructions, what have you. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. But again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. GameTime, last-minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. The podcast is free and available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, as well as on YouTube. So please do hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing here in what will be a longer than expected offseason. Which brings me to what's next for the Boston Bruins. The second round begins tonight. The Bruins not participating, shocking, devastating, depressing. I posted my facetious second-round picks last night in the West. Don't care. Who cares? In the East, whatever. Leave me alone. Not too hyped about watching hockey anytime soon. Thankfully, there's some great prestige TV out there. There's baseball to watch. But, of course... There will be a lot to talk about with respect to the Boston Bruins. Like I mentioned today, the players will be cleaning out their lockers, meeting with the media. I believe that's set for around 3, 3.30 p.m. this afternoon. 
So on tomorrow's podcast, be sure to cover all the key takeaways from those player availabilities, including injuries that they were dealing with, uh, comments on their futures, and uh, anything else that pops out. Next, I would expect that uh, Cam Neely, Don Sweeney, Jim Montgomery will meet with the media sometime this week to discuss the season that was, what went wrong, what's next in terms of roster composition and plans for the future. There will be the draft, of course, coming up. Unfortunately, the Bruins do not have a pick in either the first or second round. To add insult to injury, Boston's first-round pick is now owned by the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Bruins sent that pick to the Washington Capitals in exchange for uh, Dmitry Orlov, Garnet Hathaway, and the Bruins sent Craig Smith, their 2023 first-round pick, some other picks in the future to the Capitals. The Capitals subsequently sent that pick to the Toronto Maple Leafs with Eric Gustafson in the Rasmus Sandin trade. So Toronto will be picking 28th overall with the pick that originally belonged to the Boston Bruins. Not cool. Boston's second round pick belongs to the Anaheim Ducks. That is from the uh, Hampus Lindholm trade last year. So when it comes to draft preparation, won't be till later on the second day of the draft that the Bruins will be picking in the third round. The Bruins also don't have their first round pick next year or a second round pick next year. So, or a third round pick next year. (laughs) So things could get interesting. However, there's always a chance they could pull some trades of their own in order to get back in the first round. That's definitely a possibility. There's also a bunch of guys who can become free agents that the Bruins will have to make some decisions on. Looking up and down their cat-friendly page, let me just pull this up so you can get a sense of what we're dealing with here. Unrestricted free agent-wise, there's Nick Felino coming off the books. Tyler Bertuzzi can become an unrestricted free agent. He will no doubt attract a lot of attention based on how he played for the Bruins in the playoffs, tying for the team lead in points with 10, Brad Marchand. Uh, Thomas Noshik is an unrestricted free agent. Garnet Hathaway. And then, of course, there is Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. Both guys are unrestricted free agents. Do they come back for one more crack at things? Or is this it? Do they call it a day? Keep in mind, both those guys will carry bonus overages into next season. So whatever the salary cap ceiling is, I believe it's projected to be around $83.5 million dollars. Boston will have to take 4.5 million off the top there. So their um, salary cap ceiling will be around $79 million. 
You also have Trent Frederick, Jacob Lauco, both restrictive free agents. Negotiations with Trent Frederick could be a bit awkward, seeing as he scored 17 goals in the regular season, but he was scratched for a couple games in the playoffs. Jacob Lauco, also a restricted free agent. He came in in the playoffs for Frederick. Didn't really have uh, the greatest results. On defense, you have Dmitry Orlov and Connor Clifton set to become unrestricted free agents with six guys already signed for next season, including Jakobs Borrell, Tarek Forbort, Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, Hampus Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy. Some of these guys could be cleared. It'd be cool to see Orlov re-signed. He played fantastic for the Bruins. Probably not going to be able to happen because of the salary cap limitations. And in fact, one of Forbort, Grizzlick, Carlo even maybe, could be cap casualties here. Then on the goaltending side of things, Linus Allmark under contract for two more years. Jeremy Swayman is a restricted free agent. That will be another fascinating contract negotiation. He played amazing in the regular season. 24 years old. Do a raise. How high do they go with this cap hit? And for how long? And does that impact Linus Allmark's standing with the team going forward? Chris Wagner's coming off the books. Mike Riley still on the books for another season. You can bet that he will be pushing for uh, a move here coming up because of the fact that he was buried in the AHL all season long. So free agent wise, it'll be a fascinating off season for the Boston Bruins. Following that, there'll be potential trades. Uh, I don't expect any kind of firings or anything like that. So that's basically what is next for the Boston Bruins and what you can expect to be covered here on Locked On Boston Bruins as we continue to deal with the fallout from this uh, shocking loss. Now, before um, I get into kind of a personal reflection of this loss for the Boston Bruins and what it means moving forward, a quick word about today's other sponsor, which is Athletic Greens. I don't know about you, but I have been experiencing some gut health issues since Sunday night. Athletic Greens has the perfect remedy. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you can absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically all the things. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. If you're looking for some, you know, social verification out there, it's recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts like Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. 
That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. The Boston Bruins are out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. For me personally, I live in the province of Ontario. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, but an hour outside of Toronto. I already mentioned someone with an Edmonton Oilers flag drove by this morning as I'm recording. Two houses down, you got a huge regulation size Toronto Maple Leafs flag. Impossible, really, to drown out the Stanley Cup playoffs. Dive into baseball, watching some shows, try to read a bit more, but it's going to be a ever-present reality And a reminder that the Boston Bruins failed to achieve their goal of winning the Stanley Cup this season. And really, winning proving to be the exception for this team. We had the one Stanley Cup in 2011 where they won three game sevens. We've had two Stanley Cup final appearances since then. One that ended with two goals in 17 seconds. The other that ended with a game seven loss on home ice. Still not over that one as we process this loss. Since I've hosted this podcast, they've won two president's trophies. And failed to advance past the second round. It's tough to swallow, and I tweeted last night. It's really quite annoying that I take sports teams losing personally when I have zero impact on the outcome. A lot of you resonated with that. We see the jokes on Twitter. I see the role reversal comments with the Toronto Maple Leafs, how crazy it is that Boston's out here blowing 3-1 series leads like Toronto did against Montreal a couple years ago. and the Maple Leafs are beating the Tampa Bay Lightning and moving on. Something the Bruins couldn't do a couple cracks a couple years ago. We're even getting called out by Skittles, for crying out loud. Skittles randomly making a 3-1 blown series reference. Hashtag boycott Skittles. I mean, not really. If you want to enjoy Skittles, go ahead, but... I cannot look at that rainbow candy the same anymore. I think that was the 20th game seven of my lifetime that I've been old enough to care about hockey. The Bruins have won a bunch. They've lost a bunch. They won one that mattered most. They lost one that mattered most. This could be a real turning of the tide for the Bruins. Some lean years are going to be ahead for this team. If indeed Patrice Bergeron retires, if David Krejci is done, yes, they still will have Jeremy Swayman in net. They'll still have Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm on the back end. They'll have David Pasternak to build around. They'll still be a competitive team. I don't think we're going to be going into tank mode, full-on rebuild mode. You have those pieces in place. And attracting some guys to come and play, fitting everything under the cap, 
is going to be a challenge for Don Sweeney and co. You can't blame Don Sweeney for this. I don't think he, yeah, you can talk about drafting all the way back to 2015. You can talk about some signings that he's made trade wise. He put together a team that should have succeeded in the playoffs. You can certainly question some of the decisions that Jim Montgomery made. And I had people in my mentions yesterday saying, would Bruce Cassidy have blown this 3-1 lead? Well, who knows? He had a few cracks at it. He lost in game seven on home ice with the Bruins. Couldn't get them very far in subsequent years. This was Jim Montgomery's first crack at the playoffs with the Boston Bruins and learning experience to be sure some critical errors. If indeed Allmark was dealing with a debilitating injury, but he's not going to be fired. Um, some questionable decisions this season by Sweeney and Cam Neely, Mitchell Miller. That's another thing that will have to be resolved this off season. At the end of the day, it, really sucks that we're in this position. It's been a place we've been before. It'll be a place where we will be at again in the future. No doubt for me, it's such a joy to talk about this team every day. It's therapeutic for me to get my hockey feelings out. Um, I love the community that's been built on Twitter and the connections that I've made. It's invaluable. And you ask the players, they're going to be incredibly disappointed. At the same time, the bonds they've made and the support they get from fans. Yes, you have to criticize. You have to um, lament, grieve, opportunities lost. But at the end of the day, it is only hockey. We move on. I've been through much more difficult things in life than a Game 7 loss in the first round life's going to get even harder at some points. Hopefully it'll get better at times too. Those are the ups and downs of life. Hockey's part of it. And um, at the end of the day, we press on as one of my favorite college professors used to always say, let's press on. Shall we? That's what we're going to do here on lockdown Boston Bruins. As we continue to discuss the fallout from this game seven loss, as we look ahead to the off season, try to mix in some fun as well. And uh, again, I appreciate the support so very much. Yeah, I'm still gutted. Yesterday was difficult. I hate that the Bruins aren't playing right now. I hate that Patrice Bergeron had to end his season with that tearful hug with all of his teammates, with Brad Marchand specifically. It sucks. And I wish the Bruins were playing tonight. I wish we were talking about game one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're not. These are the cards we've been dealt. Ultimately, it's the players who impacted the outcome and who have to work through it themselves. These are the ups and downs of life, the ups and downs of professional sports. And uh, the reality is you're going to lose more often than you win. And we just press on. So I thank you once again for joining me here on Locked on Boston Bruins. I appreciate the support so much. I appreciate everybody who messaged me asking how I'm doing. It sucks, but I'm fine. And uh, 
fascinated to see what happens here in the coming days. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Full recap of Boston's uh, media day today, the locker room cleanout, etc. I'll be all over it. And uh, you can be sure to catch all the latest on the black and gold here on Locked On Boston Bruins. Your favorite team every single day. We're going to be daily through the month of May into June as the Stanley Cup is decided and as the Bruins uh, deal with this devastating loss. That's what you can expect here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. Hop off Twitter if you need, but do subscribe and thank you for the support.